Doc Manson at Doc Manson DC Matthews at the DC Matthews this is the list I love what you've done with the place do you because I was I was sort of curious to know how you would react to, to seeing that there is now a little bit of a studio here I know you haven't been here in a while you have no idea. I mean, you know basically that we were working on another podcast. But, I do. Yeah, but I, you didn't necessarily know to what extent I had gone to. Uh, no, DDT Wrestling yeah. and The List, just the basics, no frills. <laughs> a podcast with GQ looks like you spent a good another two, three hundred dollars on upgrading this place. Well, in fairness, I was at a point where if that podcast were going to happen. I needed to have another microphone for GQ. And again, GQ, I love you, baby, but you were never going to get your own microphone. So I had to figure that crap out. But I'd like to point out, we recorded many episodes of many of our podcasts in this room with one microphone without a problem. It's true, but I was actually kind of hoping to get decent audio quality out of my other podcast. I thought that might be important. Not something that's ever mattered for this show, you see. No, of course not. No, but... You know, I, just thought- I, I honestly, this is quite impressive, and I've, uh, I'm looking into upgrading. It's not going to be this, you know, because I don't have anyone ever over to my house. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no. But in fairness, I'd like to, I like to. I would like to even up this a little bit more. I'd like to get a table where it's easier to be across from each other. We've managed it right now, but. You know, your duodenum is potentially... I'm actually... No, I'm actually safe now. Okay. When I when I was sitting literally kitty-cornered, <laughs> this sharp edge was, you know, tickling yeah. my sternum. Now I'm actually quite comfortable. Now you're okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, good. Well, Oscar is confused as hell. Oh, yeah. He's like, this, this is, is not Why is this GQ? person sitting? Why is he sitting? Yeah. Uh, well, welcome to the list. The, the list. list. What, what, the list. Uh, Let me I'm, ask you a question. Uh Yes, Doc Manson. I, I almost Manson. called you GQ there because I'm just used to recording with GQ in this room. But um, what if, what if I were to say we never do the list again? What if instead of doing the list, the list became a segment on DDT Wrestling? What would you say to that? Uh, how many names? That would be the question. Like I don't know, like ten names or something. So we're just not doing DDT Wrestling ever again. Well, now, this is where it gets good, because in <laughs> fairness, after episode 149, episode 150, um, we're not hosting DDT Wrestling anymore. That's true, although I hear, uh-huh. we, uh, we, full disclosure, we are recording this a couple of days after we recorded the last DDT Wrestling. Uh, apparently, there's been breaking news. I was unavailable to hear it. Uh, somebody else died. Is that what I heard? We heard from Coroner D'Angelo D'Angelo. We did. Um, so the other one is dead. The one that's alive is still alive, but the other two have now died. And I don't remember any of the names. Okay. I think Stephanie's the one that's alive. Okay. But I could be wrong. Bethany was already dead. So you're saying Beverly has now also died. Seems possible. Okay. But uh, so all I'm saying really is I, I'm hoping that this one lady who seems very nice. You I like hope, you like it's Stephanie Van Dyke. Right. I, I'm just hoping that she's able to hold it together and not be murdered because I'd really like her to take over DDD wrestling. We're not doing any more. It's over. I 
they said they're taking over. If they're dead, they have to figure out how to do it from beyond the grave. Mrs. Manson better get a Ouija board. You ever use a Ouija board? I've never used a Ouija board, but in fairness, I podcasted from beyond the grave for at least one episode. Maybe That's very weeks. true. See, so they can figure it out. Do you want me to shut the door on your dog or are they? He's just sitting there. Oh, my chair's probably in the way. All right, hold on. Nope, now now Oscar's coming in. Whatever. All right, well, this is the list. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. We are live in Manson Manor. Neither of us went to work today. And after a delicious pair of burrito bowls, what better thing to do than to rank the 10 greatest, well, no, a list of all of them. Greatest wrestlers in the world. You, you are really fixated on this top ten, though. I will say, seems like you're always you're always looking to get somebody else into the top ten. Every episode, you well, just want someone to break through. Have I'm, an exciting episode. When you when you see a list of things, you're interested. You're interested in maybe what the bottom thing is, and then you're interested in the top. Who cares what the fortieth through sixtieth greatest movie of all time is? I I mean, I'm not going to necessarily argue with you, except we've decided to rank. All of the wrestlers, so yes. I kind of feel like we're supposed to care. So if you could just pretend a little bit, I care when there's a name. Now, now the last time we recorded, it we were kind of on an every other week thing. Yeah, which I don't think is a bad thing necessarily. No, not necessarily. Um, your question, though, we got off topic a little bit. Your question is your question of could we just make the list a segment? Yes, if we do one name a week. <laughs> if we rank only one person a week, then yes, I think we could totally. Make the list. I mean, a what if we like? What if we tried to power speed through five names? We could do five names in twenty minutes. Let's find out. Yeah, that's not gonna. Happen. <laughs> All right. So, uh, how many names are on the list to choose from? I still gotta add the women from the thing. I've been I've been slacking. We're down to six ninety five. I gotta randomize this. I should probably actually also watch more of the May Young Classic so that I'm. More able to. Uh, we could comment. stop recording and go do that right now. I think we should record at least an episode, and okay. then maybe we do that. Uh, Six ninety-five on the men's list. The women's list has sixty-three. Sixty-three. Yeah, I, I already went ahead and found out. I just I thought I made good radio to ask, oh, but yeah, okay. Uh, you knew that information. Mm, yeah, probably. But okay, before we get started, let's just refresh. It's been a couple of weeks here. Our current top 10 is as follows. Number 10, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Number 9, The Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Number 8, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. I'm sorry, no, uh, Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Sorry, when I say Rowdy now, that's what comes to mind. Is, does that mean that they've won, DC? If I think Rowdy... And I, and I say Ronda instead of Roddy. Have they won? They were going to win regardless. Yeah. But yes. I'm sorry. So uh, number eight, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Number seven, Kevin Owens. Number six, the Iron Sheik. Number five, the bad guy, Scott Hall. Number four, the Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena. Number three, Mr. McMahon. Number two, Macho Man, Randy Savage. And number one, the Lion Tamer himself, Christopher K. Jericho. Having not seen this list in a while, it is stunning to hear that John Cena is already down to number four. I agree. Although... I don't think he should go any higher. It's just crazy that we're ranking... We are, on our list, John Cena is already number four. Here's a question. Obviously, there's still a lot... There's still a lot of names, as we just talked about. There's over 600 names, nearly 700 names on that men's list. Yeah. As well as, you know, another 60 coming from the women's list. What are the chances, in your mind, percentage-wise... That John Cena will end this list in the top ten. 
when we're done, done? When we're done, done, done. Well, the the answer is we're never going to finish this. <laughs> well, in fairness, in fairness, we've been doing this a lot longer than I thought we would. That's true. This is episode 24. So we may actually, you know, continue. We are slowly gearing up towards another reconciliation show, which will be what breaks us. Uh, probably. When we have to reread this and we're like, <laughs> let's go through names 310 to 310. Our last reconciliation show was two or three episodes. Three. Oh, my Lord. I can't even imagine what another... Okay. Anyways, uh, first pick this week... Uh, to, to answer your question. I'm going to try to keep us on you topic. Off. Sorry. Yeah. To answer your question, what is the percentage? Six? No, I think there is a very high percentage he'll be in the top ten. There is zero chance he's in the top five. Okay. But, I, so, but you're willing to say like 80% chance he's in the top ten? I'll, I'll say 70% chance he's in the top 10. I think he'll cling to like the number nine or number 10 spot. Okay. I think that's possible. Because I I, in my head, I can go through the names that I'm thinking will be higher than him, but there's not that many. Okay. All right. Give us that first number. Let's first get this number, ball rolling. Men's list, number 209. 209, Danny Doring. Who? That's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> I Thank you, Oscar. Don't know who that is. Danny Doring is the teammate of Amish Roadkill. How dare you? Yeah, actually, I was going to say, I think I do know that name, Danny Doring. Um, I think I'm actually just leaning into it a little bit much. Yeah. Uh, Danny yeah. Doring, ECW faithful, uh, best known for me for teaming with Amish Roadkill. Um, Trained by Taz, Bubba Ray Dudley, Perry Saturn. Wow. Very good. Very good trainers. Yeah. One time world tag champion in ECW with... Amish roadkill. He suffered from vertigo, so would not use high-flying moves. Interesting. That was his gimmick. When the audience That's... chanted boring, Doring would pretend they were chanting for him. That is a very clever gimmick. That is very clever. It's exactly the sort of gimmick I would want to have as a wrestler. So congratulations, Daniel Morrison, better known as Danny Doring. You are now the number one on DDT Wrestling's The List. Uh, did you know Is that, how that, that works? I just get to did you declare. know that uh, they were managed when he was teaming with Roadkill? Uh, they were managed for a time by Miss Congeniality. I did not. Do you know who Miss Congeniality? Well, you're looking, Miss, so you know. Well, Miss Congeniality, if I believe, is Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Correct. Uh, but in ECW, that was Lita pre-Lita. Pre-Lita, Lita, Lita. Okay. GQ would be very excited. Is uh, there any way we could get Sandra Bullock to do that instead? I think so. But. Okay. America's sweetheart, Miss Congeniality. Now, is no? Danny Doring, the Horner line currently sits at 219, I believe. Um, I don't know that I can say that D Danny Doring, despite being an ECW tag champion with a very clever gimmick, mm. I can't tell you he's a solid hand. I know I've watched him wrestle, but I think I've seen maybe one match. Okay. Uh, I, I can't. I believe, like I said, I know the name. I think I've probably seen him wrestle, but I can't specifically call anything out. Yeah. So, so I, I'm going yeah. in, in the vicinity of, you know, I've watched uh, the Tokyo Pimp Takahashi wrestle more. I've watched Yoshihashi wrestle more. I've watched Pat Tanaka wrestle more. So if he's above the Horner line, he is just barely above the Horner line. I mean, I'm going to say that I like his gimmick more than the Spirit Squad at 229, which is well below the Horner line. Okay. Um, so I could see something just north of that. I would put him actually above Sergeant Craig Pittman. Because if we're just talking about that gimmick, that gimmick is very strong. Okay. So let's put All him right. at 222. I like it. 222, 
Danny Doring, just so we're clear, Roadkill is currently at 101. Because Amish Roadkill was Amish. True. Another number, please. This number, also from the men's list, is number 66. 66. I will pause there, but I should tell you, I sent out a tweet, because I like to send tweet, out- Tweet, tweet, tweet. Oh, this is so fun, with this name. I sent out a tweet that said, it's one o'clock on a Friday, and I am at Manson Manor about to list our- We're at Manson Manor about to list our asses off. Jeremy, our bestie, says, may I request Doc Manson select number 141 and two-thirds- when choosing a random name from that list, maybe the name that comes up will be Scott Steiner. One can hope. He will accept 142 due to rounding. So at any point, if you would like to just select 142, maybe and, if maybe if we come across a name that we don't know. It doesn't seem as random as I'd like. Uh, neither will this. 66 is one of the trainers of Danny Doring, Mr. Perry Saturn. Really? It is. Well, that's an interesting I little... I love when uh, that happens. Yeah. All right, so Perry Saturn. Um, well above the Horner line. I like The Rings Perry of Saturn. Saturn. Is that that Perry Saturn? That is that Perry Saturn. Okay. Um, One half of the Eliminators in ECW, then went to WCW, was a core member of Raven's Flock for a while, wore a dress for a while. That was one of his gimmicks. Was it? Yep. Is this the same guy who played Big Vito then? No. This was in WCW. He wrestled Chris Jericho. The loser had to wear a dress. He lost and then liked it, so kept doing it. But it was like a leather kind of, you know, rave sort of dress. When did, this is neither here nor there, I suppose, but when did uh, Wikipedia get rid of the list of wrestling moves that people are, are associated with? I haven't seen that on any of Interesting. the articles we've been pulling up. They must have gotten rid of that. I section. was looking to, you know, to, to see the, the Rings of Saturn. But how, how... I know nothing about Wikipedia except that I know people can do that. How do you think they were able to pull that off? Were they can they mass delete, or did they have to go was, into every wrestler and delete them? Um, you have to probably go through every one and delete them. And I, if I have to guess though to coordinate it like this, I'm guessing that means that was like a decision from someone who actually is like in charge of moderating wrestling articles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that job. Yeah, it seems weird, huh? Uh, but yeah, Perry Saturn, trained uh, by Killer Kowalski, was a peer of one Hunter Hearst Helmsley is training, if mm. I remember correctly. Never heard of this Hunter Hearst fellow. But then left WCW to join the Radicals, and that's when Moppy showed up. Moppy! When you can get a mop over, that's, a, that's another gimmick. Let's go ahead. Cl close that door behind you there. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fine. That'd be fine. There we go. All Sorry, right. Oscar. You're on your own. He'll be back to uh, to scratch at that door momentarily. Perry Saturn looks terrible now. He kind of reminds me of a, a a large DDP. If you look, don't do it. But if you look for a current picture of Perry Saturn, he looks like Shawn Michaels if Shawn Michaels was a hobo. And I'm talking bald, cross-eyed Shawn Michaels. Who sort of does look like a hobo. Yeah, but okay. So a hobo with a drug addiction. Mm, that's unfortunate. Um, he has, I think, some like uh, crowdfunding campaign because he needs treatment for some illness. And Oh, so we're making fun of somebody with a legitimate issue. No. Well, I suppose I take I it was. all back, Mr. Perry Saturn. Uh, I wish you the best. And as penance, I would encourage anybody listening to this episode to go and seek out Perry Saturn's uh, crowdfunding and, and, and to give what you can. Yeah, I, I did like Perry Saturn. Again, held ECW tag champ, WCW tag champ, TV champ, hardcore champ, 
Champ, champ, champ, champ, champ. Um, great wrestler, you know, could fly, could mat wrestle, could brawl, kind of a total package sort of thing, not Lex Luger. Uh, so I would go in the top 100 for Mr. Perry Saturn. Okay, all right. Let me see where that puts us. That puts us just south of the Rosie line, but possibly above Amish Roadkill. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at contemporaries here. You're Jamie Noble's at 98. I like Perry Saturn more than Jamie Noble, I think. Well, and again, we can't use... Right now, Fandango's at 51, and we can't use him because he clearly needs to go down our list a bit. Uh I like Brian Pillman more at 54. Okay. But I might like Perry Saturn more than I like our truth at 61. Okay. How do you feel about Perry Saturn versus Two Cold Scorpio? Two Cold Scorpio was an innovative high flyer. Perry Saturn, uh, while good, I can't say in my mind was innovative. So I would give the nod to too cold so and then again our truth is hilarious and was a world champion which perry saturn was not so maybe i like him less but then again what about norman smiley at 63 i love the the silliness of norman smiley but i like perry saturn better okay i'm down with that so what we thinking 63 62 uh emma or saturn i mean it's hard to compare i like emma a lot but i think i could see saturn above emma Let's do 62, then. All right. 62, Mr. Rings of Saturn, Perry Saturn. I hope you get whatever help you need there, sir. All right. Another number, please. 628. 628, heading down to the bottom of our massive list. And we get a current superstar, though I don't think you've ever seen him. Oh? He is the uh, mouthpiece for now heel Bobby Lashley. Leo Rush. I am aware of Leo Rush as the manager of Bobby Lashley. I have never seen him wrestle. Um, I, He's a high flyer. He's a cruiserweight. Many people love him. Okay. I am not many people. I just seem to remember... I, I, I This doesn't really count towards his placement on the list, but I remember him... Maybe he was the guy who spoke... Poorly of Emma after she was released from the company and he, he was, was in he was hot water there. Yeah, he was kind of you know I don't want to say blacklisted from the uh, what you call it from the locker room. I don't know why I blanked on that, but um, yeah, he got into some trouble with some of the comments he made. He has always been very high on himself, which for me always kind of is a turnoff, right? Yeah, so to speak. He's got like watching him, you know, backflip to try to get away from Elias and Kevin Owens has been good. I'm sure he is quite talented, but it's it's almost the Enzo Amore thing. I don't care how talented you are. That attitude's not going to get yeah. you over in my mind. And actually, Enzo Amore, from what I've seen of Leo as a manager, is not far off. Uh, obviously, Enzo never was strictly a manager, sure. but I, I, I'm getting that sort of feel from leo's character currently yeah so apparently not that this is apropos to anything he had he when he came out to manage lashley they made the decision to turn lashley heel monday night and they had one of those like secured they had a thing in his ear because vince mcmahon was basically saying say this say this say this say this so he's not trusted to be on his own he can talk don't get me wrong his promo skills aren't bad but he's not trusted yet no hmm so 
I'm not going to think very highly of him. I would put him above the Horner line, probably. Okay, I mean... He's I, in I, Baron Corbin territory to me. Is he better than Baron Corbin, though? Because I could... Like, I could make an argument that, you know, we've got this, we've sort of got a block of people from Lucha Underground in, like, the one mid-180s to, to 200 or so, and I don't know. Leo Rush probably, I don't know. I haven't seen him wrestle. That's the only thing. I was going to say, I think I might like it. Like, I think he might have more potential than those people, but I guess that's it. That's potential. I can't rate him on potential. Can well, I? That, that's it. Like, again, he's very talented. I don't think his, because he's so small, he's not going to get over. He's now a manager. Right. Maybe he go back, he goes back to 205 Live. Maybe he wrestles in some almost mixed tags with Lashley, but you're not going to see him wrestle. It's like Drake Maverick. We were never going to see Drake Maverick wrestle. He's just a he's a mouthpiece now. It's hard for me to say that I like anybody less than Baron Corbin, though. Baron Corbin's a U.S. champion. Baron Corbin has been trusted with a major storyline point of Monday Night Raw. People hate it, but it's not a it's a fact. Okay, but the more you talk, the more I think that he's below the Horner line. Then. Because Leo I mean, Rush or Baron Corbin? Are we talking about Baron Corbin now? <laughs> no, we're talking about Leo Rush. Because Leo Rush, again, has not been a champion. He's barely wrestled. They don't trust him on the microphone. Torner was a solid hand. I mean, Leo's not even a solid voice box at this point. I'm trying to find a guy under the Horner line. That, well, the Spirit Squad. Or Brian Christopher. You know what? Leo Rush might be in a more of a Brian Christopher category. Both cruiserweights, both somewhat with mouthpieces, and both got in trouble backstage. Yeah, that's fair. So maybe we put him under the Horner line. And again, he's one of those that if in six months he's done something to impress either of us, maybe we reconsider him. I think that we can safely put him at 232 above the other Hart brothers. Okay. But, that's fair. But yeah, I think even the Spirit Squad. All right. Again, Leo Rush, I think he's got potential. I just hope he's able to utilize it. And, it's, and it doesn't actually end up mirroring... Enzo Amore. I feel it is more likely to me that he is back on the independence in a year than doing anything substantial in WWE in a year. He's more in the Rich Swan category to me. Yeah, I guess that's possible. All right, uh, 232, Leo Rush. All right, next off the men's list is number 36. 36? Yep, man, man one of those small one, numbers. One place to the... That seems like you like that. You like that pick? We got a banger? We got a banger, DC? We have a banger. All right, what is it? Lay it on me. Uh, Texas Red. Mean Mark Callis. Let's rank The Undertaker. I've never heard of this fellow. I I, I, re- <laughs> I don't I don't know who that is. Texas Red? I don't, uh, uh, okay. Texas Red. <clears throat> uh, the Undertaker. The Undertaker, number... We have to consider wow. everything, not just the fact that he's... You know, teaming with Kane to take on DX in Saudi Arabia, maybe, if they go to Saudi Arabia. Uh, Well, you said to me, I don't remember if it was on the air or not. Hi, Oscar, scratching at the door. Should I let him in? Probably. Hey, buddy. Uh, You said to me, I don't remember if it was on the air or not. Do not try to jump up here. Hi, Oscar. Uh, That I, you know, I can't just keep focusing on the top ten. Well... We're going to have to now. Sorry, Ricky Steamboat. Your days as being a top 10 
are are over. I will make this a short conversation. Number one, the Undertaker is the greatest wrestler of all time. I wholeheartedly believe that he should be higher on this list than Chris Jericho. He's reinvented himself numerous times. So is Chris Chris Jericho. He's always stayed relevant. And I would argue that the Undertaker... Now, admittedly, you might say that Jericho is more talented because of what I'm about to say, but the strength of the Undertaker gimmick and the ways in which they were able to draw that out, continue to give that breath, to use the supernatural stuff, that all appeals to me in a way that Chris Jericho simply cannot compare. But that said, again, Chris Jericho might have had a harder time reinventing himself and staying relevant, lacking that. Let me make the case for Chris Jericho, and let me first say I agree with you. (laughs) But let me make the Chris Jericho case. Let me see if I can talk myself into it. You could make the argument that Chris Jericho is a better wrestler than The Undertaker. Okay. But I will say that in terms of, you know what? No, I was going to qualify and say in terms of big men, The Undertaker is a very good wrestler also. Mm -hmm. Unqualified. The pro for The Undertaker is that he reinvented himself as a wrestler. Yes. In the early 90s, he was not breaking out triangle chokes and cross no. arm breakers. He was, in fact, one of the first wrestlers I saw to bring a MMA style. And I think he has gone on record of saying if UFC had been a thing in the 80s, he would never have been a pro wrestler. I believe it. Um, and yes, so, right, beyond the character. Okay, so we've we've immediately shot that argument down. We can't say Chris Jericho is a better wrestler. Uh Chris Jericho is a better talker than The Undertaker. I also don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I would say that, yes, okay, ostensibly, Chris Jericho is a better talker than The Undertaker. Yeah. However, I, I'd i be lying to you if I didn't say that you put The Undertaker in the ring with a microphone. I, I mean, I'd be lying to say and I'm not enraptured the entire time he's speaking like again jericho very creative very sardonic and sarcastic and he's very quick with those quips and he's comical and he's funny and like he's he's a great improver i think chris jericho but there is something to the spectacle of the undertaker that when he talks you listen and even if he doesn't have maybe quite that same that same pure quickness to him he didn't need it because of the again the way that character presents itself okay there might be those people who would say now i'm just sending this just to watch you rage about it that chris jericho has a better entrance than the undertaker those people are just wrong okay I mean, I come just, on it's the undertaker i just i just wanted to throw it out there no but i mean you, i don't know you think about all the different characters you talk about the original Undertaker, you want to talk about all-time moments, you talk about him being slammed in that casket and raising up to the rafters, you want to talk about Leslie Nielsen spending the summer looking for him, you want to talk about him facing off every giant monster you can possibly think of over the course of 10 mm-hmm. WrestleManias, um, you want to talk about him him coming back, Ministry of Darkness, you want to talk about him crucifying people, you want to talk about forcibly 
uh, kidnapping and trying to marry Stephanie McMahon. I mean, big evil Undertaker, American badass Undertaker. That's the part that will always sell me. Yeah. Is he completely reinvented himself yeah. to the point where he was called the Undertaker, but at no point did he resemble an Undertaker. He just happened to be named that. Right. I mean, this is the man who played a space bounty hunter in Suburban Commando, opposite of Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lee. I'm not Lloyd. Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Sorry, I've been talking about horror movies around. Oh, Sauron had been in that That'd movie. Be pretty great. Oh, wait, Sauron, not yeah, Sauron. No, yeah, Sauron. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. I, I'll I'll name some of the other arguments some people might make. Um, let's see. Chris Jericho has now, especially, he got over everywhere. He went to Mexico, he went to Japan, ECW, WCW, WWF, and now he's in New Japan. Now he's wrestling, you know, and all of these things. Now, granted, The Undertaker never needed to do that. Correct. Um, he never had the opportunity to do that because yep. he never found himself wanting or needing to do that. And and the, the counter argument is he is the, you say what you want about John Cena, he is the franchise player. He's the phenom. Of... He's the franchise player. What Sting was to WCW, he was the guy who was yeah. there I think, the whole time. You know, we talked about this a bit, I think, after his, what we at the time thought was his retirement match against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. We talk about, you know, the the, uh, the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. And I, I always, I think I summed it up very well in that episode. I, I've, it stuck with me. Uh, he's not on the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling because he is Mount Everest. You know what I mean? He is the towering figure, I think, of this sport. All right. So I clearly do agree with you. I have a couple more questions, though. Shoot. Number one, does the fact that he is back again detract from his status as Mount Everest? Had he left, whether it was after losing to Brock or after losing to Roman, and he was just gone, Maybe he shows up and cuts a promo at Madison Square Garden for or whatever for Raw's 25th or whatever that show was. The Undertaker has, I don't want to say this necessarily because I could be wrong. He could come out tomorrow, do something awesome, I don't, but it feels like, to, to go along with what you're saying, it feels like The Undertaker has overstayed the effectiveness of his career. Mm -hmm. I, I will say that. Um, I don't necessarily think he's, com he's, com I don't, I don't think he's, okay. I don't know how to say this because he clearly has, if, if, if you say that he's overstayed welcome, he's got to have begun to tarnish what he did. But at the same time, I don't feel as though he's taken the luster off of all of his previous accomplishments. Maybe we're starting that. Maybe if he's still wrestling in 10 more years, uh, we will, we will have to revisit that statement. I think of it for us. He's Everest, right? But if, if suddenly we found out that there was a 12 year old doc in DC who were watching wrestling, the undertaker is that old guy who just shows up every now and then. Right. Unless you go back and watch the network, and maybe we would do that. I there are times I think about what I would have done as a, I would never have like passed a class. You would not have gone to college. I might not have made it through high school. Yeah. I would have just been like, I'm just going to watch WWE Network and vlog about it all the time, Mom. You don't get right. it. Uh, so, I mean, I will say, 
you're right in that to a new wrestling fan, they they may not see or understand any of this. But in fairness, this is not their list. That is true. This is and, our list. And there is no question. He completely reinvented himself up to the finisher. The yeah. last ride powerbomb and awesome. Hell's Gate choke were totally new things. Like he literally became another person yeah. for a while. Uh, which is why that's my favorite iteration of the character, because it is such a departure from everything he was. But no, I agree. He is clearly the greatest wrestler of all time. My worry is, is there anyone who is going to come close to this for you? Because I don't think there is. You love Mick Foley. He's not going to be your number one pick. You love Hulk Hogan. I don't know if he's going to be your number one pick. Like, you might be just like, I'm done now. I've made my top person i'm just mailing in the rest of this list so so let me let, let me let, let, let me ask you a question go for it what what what, 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 what do you think about uh, uh about the list becoming a segment on DBT? <laughs> i i feel like we need to actually change this into uh the undertaker presents <laughs> the list yeah right so as we, we rank still be interesting. as we rank uh, the greatest wrestlers of up all time, leading to the second greatest wrestler, whomever that may be. Right. Uh, I do, we probably it'll be interesting to to see the names that come up and see how close they get. But this was the one name that I was like, maybe it can hold out till the end. Maybe it can hold out. We made twenty four episodes. We did. Um, I mean, there are people who I feel like I might try to argue. Uh, over The Undertaker, but I'm not expecting necessarily to get support from the other half of of, of the list. So, I, And I expected to have to be the contrarian, to be like, okay, let me make the Ric Flair argument. Okay, let me try to make the Dusty Rhodes argument. Okay, let me try to make the Bull Dempsey argument. Love Bull Dempsey. Oh, we should do this ASMR style. I don't, I don't think that but Mike's even picking you up. Oh, hold on, I try like this. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, where are we time wise? Are we done? Is this episode just now concluded? <laughs> We're at thirty four minutes. We ranked Saturn, Leo Rush, and the Undertaker, and one other person whose name. Oh, Danny Doring, and now we're done. No women. Sorry. Uh, we're gonna do one woman's name now, and it's right. number fifty eight on that list. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, fifty eight on the list. I. I'm done. I'm out. What what just happened? Who is the only woman that could possibly compare to The Undertaker in the eyes of Doc Manson at Doc Manson? This is honestly the last episode. You won't let us keep going. Oh, boy. We do have a new number one wrestler. <laughs> uh, number 58, you said? Yep, 58. It's Asuka. Woohoo! Son of a... Bitch. That's a good run. The Undertaker and Asuka back to back. That's amazing. This is a banger of an episode all of a sudden. Oh, oh my lord. Um. Okay. Now we have to consider, okay. as I steal your candy corn, uh, we have to consider all of Asuka. Oh, I am considering <laughs> all of Asuka. I walked right, right into that one. Um, We have to consider everything, including the fact that she's now dancing with Naomi. Hey, her dancing with Naomi is still more entertaining than The Undertaker dancing with Shawn Michaels, okay? So, 
I'm just saying. Oh, all right. man. Yeah. Um, I don't believe that Asuka is the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Well, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> However, the highest woman on this list is Sensational Sherry. And Asuka's better than that. Yes! You've just made... In fact... Oh, you've made me so happy. I love you, Christopher Daniels. Yes! But I will even say Asuka could crack the top ten. Okay. Um, Realistically speaking, I think Asuka is probably number one on this list. So let me give you the argument why. Okay. I'm so glad I came over. Yeah, I'm just so um, glad. Hmm, wow, 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 wow. Um, sh- yeah, I mean, honestly, I do think. Well, okay, below sensational Sherry. Just to, just to get myself into the frame of mind here, what's the next female talent below sensational Sherry? We're talking May Young at 22, correct. And then below that, we've got Bull Nakano at 26, and Sasha Banks at 28. Yeah, honestly, I. I like I'm I'm using Sasha Banks as my point of comparison here because they're contemporaries, I think, to some degree. But I like Asuka a lot more than Sasha Banks. Not just, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I like Sasha Banks. I think I think she's placed very highly on this list, you know, for good reason. She is a good talent. Mm-hmm. But when you start thinking about okay, okay, she is a five time raw women's champion, I think, or four or five. I think it's five. So I was like, she's got that under her belt. She's got uh, the first women's uh, Helena Cell. That was her and Charlotte Flair, correct? Correct. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's got a lot of accomplishments under her belt. But I just, and although I will admit, Asuka has not necessarily been used the way that I would like since going to the main roster. I do feel as though the importance of the title reign that she had in NXT to me anyways, eclipses holding that Robins championship five times, four times, four times for a total of 82 days. Yeah. Four times a total 82 days. Yeah. I mean, they pat, if you remember, they were passing that belt back and forth like a hot potato rain one, 27 days. Rain two, 27 days. Rain three, 20 days. Rain four, eight days. Right. She has never had that title for a full month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, you want to talk about the scale. I, I, I would understand an argument about, uh, you know, the Raw Women's Championship. That's the main roster. The NXT Women's Championship. That's the minor leagues, whatever. But honestly, I don't see it that way anymore. NXT, to me is very much its own brand and the importance that they put on her as a performer and as a champion, that streak, that storyline, they, I mean, that storyline carried over to the main roster. It, it was able to survive her NXT title reign. She never even had to lose that title before getting called up. Mm -hmm. And they just, they, they treated her like royalty and and for me, that storytelling was very effective. It's probably, to me, it's possibly the greatest storyline that has come out of NXT in its entire existence. 
Um, the Sasha Bailey story was good. Don't get me wrong. It was very good. But let's presume that we're going to rank her above Sasha Banks. Yeah. And again, I just so, wanted to I just wanted to talk about Sasha. No, I think that makes sense. But at the same time, cuz if you're going to make the case, if you're going to make the case that Asuka should not be ranked as highly as some of these names because she has disappeared, where's Sasha Banks? I know she's injured. Yeah, I hear you. But even before she was injured, this whole feud that led to her saying she loved her and then they were back together. What was the point of that? Nobody knows. Um, so let's look at the other female names. Bull Nakano, one of my favorite female wrestlers of all time. Legend in Japan, did okay in the WWF for a hot minute. Asuka is a legend in Japan. I believe the character of Kana is very popular in Japan. Right. Uh, and she has done way better in the WWF system. Right. So immediately she goes above Bull Nakano. If you want to say that Mae Young historically has more name value, there's a classic named after her. If you want to say that historically you want to put Mae Young ahead of Asuka, fine. If you want to put Sensational Sherry ahead of her because of the total character with the managing and all of that sort of thing, also fine. But if we are talking in terms of just wrestling, she needs to be the highest ranked woman on this list. I think she's not only a fantastic wrestler, it goes to, for me, it goes beyond her being a fantastic wrestler in that there are people on this list who are fantastic wrestlers. We're talking about number 20, Chris Benoit. We're talking about, Dean Malenko. Number 19, is, JBL. Fantastic. Well, he is, he, he is a wrestling god. He is the one reason I'm excited for SmackDown 1000. There you go. But, I mean, again, you, you want to talk about those people who, again, based off of pure technical ability, have fared very well on our list. She, to me, Asuka goes beyond that. She is not only technically sound, but her movements, her quickness, her actions, they are always... They, it goes, it's even beyond entertaining to some degree. Like I, I get, we can go to the bottom of this list and talk about Cameron for a second. Oscar gave Cameron an excellent match. Like I, I still fondly remember that match because she, there was this kick that Oscar then just flew out of nowhere and turned it into an Oscar lot going straight down to the mat, a, a quickness and agility that I can't ever remember seeing. She is, riveting to me and i feel like at any moment she can do something that i have never seen before uh and on top of that you want to go beyond the technical skill now you could you can make an argument okay she doesn't speak great english there's maybe not a lot of of mic work that she's done however i think she has an excellent and an excellently um um portrayed her character that that whole heel, nobody's better, nobody's ready for Asuka. She she was able to get use the tools that she had to to get herself across and over and get others over with that limited tool set. You know what I mean? I think she's done a fantastic job on all sides of her career. So here's my question. I know where I well, no, let me yeah, sure I'll say it. I think I know how high you would go. How high would I go? I want to know how high you would go. No, no. You said you think you know. I want to know what you think I do. If we're being realistic, and I know you can't be because it's Asuka, I think you would go as high as seven. Wow. 
Wow. I don't know that you in good conscience can put her above Scott Hall or John Cena or the character of Mr. McMahon or any of the other names. But I do think you can tell me she's better than the Iron Sheik and Kevin Owens and Roddy Piper. I honestly... Because I'm, mm. when, when the name Charlotte Flair shows up, I'm going to be trying to tell you why she should be in the top five. Probably, depending on what the top five looks like when we get there. Right. So, so you might tell me otherwise, but I'm, I'm looking at it going, if you said I want her ranked number seven, I would have a hard time disagreeing with you. Okay, well, uh, uh, let, me, let me put it this way. Um, seven is higher than I thought you would let me go. Roddy Piper, we have talked about, fantastic character, one of the great pe- wrestlers of all time. But like you said, and again, I can't remember what we've said on the air and off the air. When you said Rowdy, oh, it was on the air. Yeah, it was. You went with Ronda Rousey. Yeah, it just popped in there. So already the WWE machine has wormed its way into you who doesn't watch wrestling that often anymore's head yeah. and replaced Roddy Piper. Sure. Not, Kev- I mean, you're not wrong. Kevin Owens, we love him to pieces. And actually, Kevin Owens is not a bad comparison point for Asuka. And even, even insofar as I think both of these individuals have had a pretty lackluster 2018. Um, but at the same time, Asuka... I think Oscar's had a better 2018 than Kevin Owens. I mean, going into WrestleMania, um, that I, am I correct? WrestleMania is where she lost her streak against Charlotte Flair, right? Yes, that is true. Right. So, I mean, that whole storyline going up through WrestleMania through April or so. What did Kevin Owens do at WrestleMania? Was it Jericho? I don't know. No, that was over. I have. I honestly cannot tell you. I'm looking it up just because I'm curious. But you're right. You know, Kevin Owens has been around for more, but not a lot. Like his his great moment with Elias recently with the Seattle thing, A, that was all Elias, and B, he just sat there. Right. I love Kevin Owens, but I love Asuka more. Kevin Owens teamed with Sami Zayn to wrestle Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. That was his WrestleMania moment. Ah, now that you say it, I remember it. Now that was a good story. Yeah, it was all right. But that was it. That was it. All right. So where are we going? I would say, I'm saying you could talk me into seven. You might want to go a little lower. I love you, Christopher Daniels, but I think Asuka's in the top 10. Yeah, I honestly think I, so, too. I will default to you. You tell me what number to put her in. And then we have to be done. The show, the show is. is, I know, right? Uh, Okay. This is kismet between the Doring and the Saturn thing, and now Undertaker and Asuka. I, I mean, I am never going to sell Asuka short. There is part of me that feels better about putting her in number eight, but knowing I can get away with it, I think, I think number seven. That's fine. Is where I'd like to place Asuka on this list. Is possibly the foreign villain yes no one did it better no one except for maybe sergeant slaughter true as but hey, was, who was who was I, I, who was there was colonel mustafa aka the iron sheet right, he was involved um but yeah would you rather watch an iron sheik match or an oscar match well let's not go there because <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I suppose that's number true. one that's on this true. list. Uh, wow. What a day. What an episode of the list. We the the top 10 has totally changed. It has. Uh, we put somebody else in the top one. This was a banger. This is a good episode. Barking dog and all. Um, anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out and either do another one or go do something else with our afternoon? <laughs> Well, uh, if you'd like to send us an email to tell us how wrong we are about The Undertaker and Asuka, you can go ahead and send that to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like to listen to other episodes of The List or DDT Wrestling, you can do so by going to your podcast portal of choice or by going to ddtpod.com. Finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to send a little bit of financial support our way. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Asuka is the seventh greatest wrestler of all time, but the greatest wrestler of all time is The Undertaker.